The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Well, more and more people, including many of those in the veterinary profession, are opposing declawing in cats. In a recent announcement, more than two dozen veterinary hospitals in our province will no longer perform the procedure. To talk more about this, we welcome uh, Danny Joffe to the show. He is the National Medical Director of General Practice at VCA Canada. Danny, thanks for taking the time to talk with us. My pleasure. Let's let's go back a little bit because I've been a cat person my entire life, from childhood up until now, and we're among those people who rescue all kinds of cats all the time. We have three or four in our home at all times. There was a time when one of the first things we would do after the rescue is get our cats declawed until a veterinarian told us mm. that's something we shouldn't be doing. But it was a very common practice at one time, was it not? Yes, it was, and and it still is in many places, and and part of that is is my veterinary generation. I've been in practice for over thirty years now, and and we made it almost a routine procedure. Uh, you're right when somebody would would adopt a new cat or they'd bring a kitten in, uh, we'd say okay, and at six months we'll do the spay or neuter and the declaw. Right. It's almost a, 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 a routine thing, and and as things have evolved, we realized that that. Scratching is a normal feline behavior. It's not an abnormal behavior. And removing their claws and not allowing them to scratch is, is actually a destructive uh, procedure. And, it's, and the Canadian Veterinary Medical Association, uh, in a uh, recent position statement, deems the procedure now to be inhumane. Mm-hmm. And our group of 93 practices across Canada agrees with that. And so we've moved forward and, and uh, uh, banned the procedure in our hospital. So the only reason why this was done was because of the, the, the scratching business. There, there, there was no health reason why this was done. It was just done because people didn't want their cats to scratch things. Exactly, to scratch things or, or other pets. Okay. That would be another thing, people bringing a cat mm-hmm. into a family that has dogs and, yeah. and they wanted to protect the dogs. Or even some people that, that still allow their cats to go outdoors, which we don't recommend, but they thought that potentially it would uh, decrease hunting activity by the cats. And uh, you've heard of, uh, of uh, people worried about songbird populations yeah. because cats are hunting them. But cats are very effective hunters, even without <laughs> their claws. So it doesn't, it doesn't solve that problem. When, when More you... recently, and, and we used to, a lot of people justify declawing because with newer uh, pain, pain management protocols and newer anesthetic protocols, we thought that we could do the procedure in almost a pain-free uh, uh, fashion for the cat. And so we thought, well, if we can do the procedure without causing pain, then how could that be inhumane? But there's recently been a large study published comparing uh, a large group of cats that were declawed to the same size population of cats that were not declawed, that were left with their claws intact. And they found that years after the procedure were done, was done, the cats that were declawed were much more likely to have behavior issues, including biting. They were much more likely Hmm. to have 
house soiling issues where they would defecate or urinate outside the litter box and they were much more likely to have chronic health problems like back pain compared to cats that were not declawed. So there are some long-term implications. And veterinarians that say, oh, I'm still doing the procedure because I can do it pain-free and, and the cat's very comfortable, that doesn't count for the health problems that occur later in life. When, when you talk about declawing, uh, can you explain the procedure? Yeah, and, and a lot of people... Uh, don't realize that what it actually is. They think, oh, we're just removing the claw. Yeah, that's what the I only thought. Way, yeah, the only way to remove the claw is to actually amputate the third digit of every toe. Mm. So it's actually, if we look at our own fingers and there's there, there's three bones, it's removing the last bone, so the bone that oh, has wow. the fingernail or toenail attached. So it is major orthopedic surgery, and that's why we think these chronic issues are coming up later in life, and that's because we leave them chronically in pain because we're ha- now they're walking on the second digit instead of the third digit, which they weren't meant to do, and that causes pain, which likely creates some of the litter box issues, um, but it also changes their gait, which likely leads to some of the chronic back issues. The back pain, hmm. yeah. I would have thought that as well that the biting comes from the uh, cat just adapting to what what they have. They don't have claws, they have teeth. That's right. And yeah. so they're much more likely to react uh, uh, by biting. But again, a lot of people think that just the, the chronic low-grade pain that these cats are in basically make them more grumpy. Oh, Interestingly, in, in Los Angeles, where they have banned declawing, they've actually, humane societies, see less cats being relinquished to the humane society since, this, since the procedure was banned. And they, uh, the most common reason for cats to be uh, uh, surrendered to a humane society are behavior issues like biting or not using their litter box. And uh, uh, there is some strong data now that by not allowing cats to be declawed, less cats will have these these uh, uh, behavioral issues, so less of them are surrendered to the humane society. They stay with their owners for their life. Let, let me read you a text from one of our listeners, because you're obviously better equipped to answer this text than am I. And it'll save me a whole afternoon of going back and forth. So here's what the text says. I've always had cats, always loved cats. If I can't get my new cat declawed, it'll be another cat being euthanized. I can't afford to be replacing the furniture it destroys. I think it's ridiculous that veterinarians would be promoting the use and is... Oh, that's some spelling... Uh, euthanizing cats instead of finding homes for them, even if these homes mean they need to be declawed. Well, most rescue agencies and humane societies will not adopt a cat that is going to be declawed because of the negative things that we've already talked about. But again, scratching is a normal cat behavior. So when you take a cat into your, into your home, into your family, we have to realize that he's going to scratch. So we have to train them to scratch appropriate things like scratching posts. Mm-hmm. And you can very effectively, with behavioral management, get a, get a cat to scratch things that they're allowed to scratch and dissuade them from scratching things that they should not scratch. There are actually, uh, there's actually a new product coming out in the next couple of months, which is a pheromone, so a naturally released uh, uh, chemical that actually, uh, from cats, that actually attracts them to the surface that you want to scratch. So you can spray it on the area that you want to allow them to scratch on, and it will 
uh, uh, it will attract them to that. So, and there's other, uh, there are some other products like that, uh, pheromone type products that can help keep cats uh, less stressed and again allow you to to use behavioral modification so that they don't scratch. Some people use little nail caps, they're little rubber caps that you put on the nail so that when they're doing their normal scratching behavior they're not destructive. Some cats don't tolerate that that well but also your veterinarian can show you how to clip your cat's nails so that we can remove the very sharp tip. Well I was going to ask you about that because we uh, our cats we have three right now we're, we're down looking, one. Yeah, we're down one. We're looking for a fourth. We're in the market. Um, but two of the cats require grooming. Like they, they need to be taken. They're long haired. They need to be to get their summer shave on. And uh, when we do that, we get their uh, nails clipped as well. But it's a it's a manicure or a pedicure. It's not uh, an operation. And we exactly. we honestly don't have a problem with our cat scratching. Yeah, and again, when cats. In an environment, as long as they have certain things they can scratch, most of the time, there will not be a problem. So, And again, the gentleman, the texter, uh, that is the attitude from the 80s. Let's just prevent the problem by declawing them, but you can actually prevent it much more humanely with these behavioral modifications. And train them. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, Nova Scotia, BC has uh, banned declawing. There's a number of countries that have banned declawing. The procedure is not banned in Alberta. Um, I suspect uh, you would like to continue to work on an effort to have it banned. Uh, yes, I would. Uh, in a perfect world, I would love to see our, our uh, provincial veterinary association. Uh, do that now. I know, and I have been on the the uh, provincial vet association, and they have a lot of uh, of things uh, on their desks okay. right now. And and unfortunately, this just has not become a priority for them. I hope it does in the future. And one of the reasons that we made this move is so that hopefully other provincial associations and other large veterinary groups will mm-hmm. will say, okay, if the biggest group in Canada did this, we can go ahead and do this as well. Be- before we let you go, you brought it up, so I just want to uh, explore it just a little bit. You talked about letting cats outside. Um, of course, a lot of our listeners live on acreages, farms, ranches, where they allow their cats live their, their entire life outside. Right. Um, now, again, when I was a child, all our cats went outside. And then at some point we realized that they were, especially in a home that had more than one cat, that they were potentially bringing back disease that could affect all the cats. So we stopped that practice as well. But why is it, I mean, other than the reason I've stated, or is there more reasons why you don't let a house cat outside? Right. And we're, when I'm talking about uh, recommending the cat stay indoor, I'm talking about it in an urban setting. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Uh, because, because, because some of the uh, uh, farming communities and stuff, the cats have a whole different job to do yeah. for the mm-hmm. family Fine there. Cats, but for, for city-dwelling cats, we know there's good data that indoor cats live much longer than outdoor cats do. Uh, so that's the biggest reason to keep them indoor. They can, though, go out and hunt and bring diseases into the house like toxoplasmosis and, and roundworms that can go from cats to people. Uh, they can pick up fleas that can lead to uh, cat, cat scratch fever, which can go to people. So you're right. They can bring diseases back, but it's more for the cat's safety. The cat will live 
a longer life on average. The last uh, statistics I saw, the average indoor cat was living 14 years. The average outdoor cat was living four years. Now, there's four years? To that. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's exceptions to that, for sure. Um, people feel sorry for the cat, and they think they have to go outdoors. And, and cats, what a cat needs to do to be happy is they need to develop, develop a territory that they can investigate. Well, their territory can just be inside your house. They, there's no need for them to go outdoors. Hmm. We've only had the one cat, Monkey, who's no longer with us, yeah. coincidentally. Uh, that's the one we're yeah. down, who would attempt to get outdoors Every single time the door was open, a Siamese, uh, not a Siamese, uh, a snowshoe cat, right. um, a smart cat, snowshoes, she would, or he would actually try and turn the doorknob to open the door himself. <laughs> like, he totally understood what was outdoors. Um, but we did eventually break him of that habit. But you have to be patient with these animals. Yeah. You do. Cats that are used to going outdoors, again, their instincts tell them they need to they, they need to patrol their territory. And if they're used to doing that, keeping them indoors can be a problem. And, and there are some cats that it just doesn't work. You can't keep them indoors. But over time, as you found out, most cats will say, well, you know what? Life's pretty good in here. There's nobody, <laughs> there's nobody fighting with me. The food's yeah. always there. Uh, and so most cats can be trained to stay indoors. Before we let you go, I'm just curious, and we were talking about cats and declawing. Does VCA Canada, have, they taken a, have you taken a stand on, on docking dogs' ears and tails? Yeah, uh, cropping ears and, and docking tails, uh, and even a, a more gruesome procedure that, that luckily is done very infrequently now, and that's called debarking, yeah. where you alter the dog's uh, uh, larynx so that they can't bark effectively. Um, those, I have strong personal views on that. We have not yet come out okay. with a, a company-wide uh, stand on that, but I hope that we can do that within the next few months. All right. want to thank you for joining stuff. us this afternoon. Yeah. Very much appreciated. My pleasure. Thanks Take for care. having me. Lots of comments coming in about declawing your cats and some of you thinking, yeah, it's just crazy not to let your cats outside hmm. and, you know, all of this. But yeah, on top of the fact, you know what, your cats get in my flower bed and dig it up and they poop and they pee all over the place. I know that's your thing. Well, no, it's not my thing. It's a lot of people's things. I know, but rabbits poop in your flower bed yeah, too. Yeah, rabbits are, are, those rabbits are outside all the time. You yeah, won't, there's pet rabbits, and yeah. then there's the big white rabbits that we see all over the place mm -hmm. that aren't tame. Yeah. Look, I, I'll go with what the, the veterinarian recommends, right? And as I say, we did eventually uh, stop Monkey from going outside. It took a long time and a lot of patience. That kid, that cat really wanted to go outside. Um, I didn't do it because it might be... Honestly, I didn't do it because it could be pooping in somebody's yard or whatever. I did it because he brought home... A disease that we had to get treated mm. and ultimately may have led to his death down the road so I, we're not sure about that but um yeah I, I don't know it's been a tough week talking about death every other day <laughs> honestly i mean all I, what all i wanted to say was i'll trust the experts um when they describe and i i made the mistake of actually uh googling and seeing a youtube video of the procedure and, uh, man, yeah. it is... I know all surgery looks awful, but it's awful. 
We have feral cats that keep the mouse population down. Again, different than house cats, right? Mm-hmm. I've owned many cats, some declawed and some not declawed. There's no difference in their behavior. Well, scientists and veterinarians would say otherwise. Yeah. Um, absolutely ridiculous and cruel to keep a cat inside. I have two cats, 14 and 8. Couldn't be happier than to lay in a garden outside. How horrible is it to have an inside life only? How long does a cat need to live if it has no life? It's crazy, says Yvonne. Yeah, you know what? But again, you're talking about your own personal experience, so I'll talk about my own personal experience. We have three cats now that have no interest whatsoever in going outside, mm-hmm. and you cannot argue with me that they're not happy. They're they're living the life of Riley. They're always happy. They're very affectionate. Mm-hmm. They wander around to get into mischief all day long throughout the house. They nap for a good deal of uh, the time. And in the summer when it's really warm out, we'll often actually take the cat out just to be on the deck to enjoy mm-hmm. rolling around in the sun. Um, they pretty much want to go back in pretty quick. They, it's You don't put them down and they try and escape. Yeah. They, what was the vet said? A cat needs to establish a territory, and mm-hmm. that territory can very much be inside <laughs> yeah. a house. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, when I asked him about the um, the docking of tails and the ears and stuff, you know, I have a friend of mine who's, you know, and you look at different kind of dogs, and they're they're, you know are we going to dock the ears or not? I have a Brittany Spaniel in his tail. Both my Brittany Spaniels, his tail has been docked as a puppy because that is what the standard is. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess uh, because he's considered a hunting dog, maybe a little bit better to not get, you know, brush and stuff all in it. But there's a number of breeders out there now that are not docking tails at all. Well, that would be... What I, it, like, I, like the, I like the look of a dog well, tail I, on I would Brittany assume better, that was if you wanted the dog it. to be a show dog or you wanted the dog to specifically be a hunting dog. Yeah. But if it's a uh, household pet... It, then it just becomes appearance. Right. It's just appearance, and that's the way that Brittany Spaniels have always looked. So that's what we're going to do. Huh? Did the doctor just say not to do that? Um, he's he he's um he's not a fan of it. No. Yeah. Of cropping ears, docking tails, mm-hmm. or removing the dog's bark box. Right. Yeah, I, I, we wouldn't honestly, but it's a you know personal choice. We wouldn't do any of those things if we had a yeah. had a dog. I mean, there's no, in my way of thinking, there's no reason to surgically alter a dog. And specifically, the voice or the Oh, that's uh, just box, horrific. That's incredible. That's absolutely horrific. I can't believe yeah. that anybody does that. I know. That's just because you don't, again, it's a training thing. Yeah. Hmm. That's not an aesthetic thing. You know, the ears and the tails are purely, I think, right. uh, uh, aesthetic. So. You should probably give a, the dog a say in that. Um, coming up after three, we don't have a guest plan, uh, but we did talk about wedding. weddings, and I really want to get back into it again. Uh, a number of people uh, texting us when we had the topic uh, a, a while ago, uh, but there's an interesting article out about the standard disasters associated oh, yeah. with weddings, and it was funny to read it because I've seen each of these in play, whether mm-hmm. it be at my own uh, children's or child's wedding, else's wedding or someone else's wedding, but I've seen each wedding of these debacles disasters. coming yeah. up after three. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.